Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World podcast. The topic of this episode is the future of real estate investing, blockchain technology, crowdfunding platforms, big data and the mind of that big data with artificial intelligence. How is that going to impact real estate investing as a whole? And how could that play a role in your personal real estate investing endeavors? Well, we're going to talk about all of that and so much more because you don't want to be left behind by the changes in technology. You want those changes to help propel you to more and more success. Now, right now, there's a lot of excitement about blockchain technology from things such as bringing the buyer and seller together with offers to how that could transform the way lenders handle their loan processes to how closings are handled, even how things are financed. Then there's crowdfunding platforms, which have been around for a couple of years now, uh, but they're growing in popularity and how uh, right now almost anyone can invest in real estate with almost any amount of money, which has never been done before in history. And then you have big data. The fact that there's so much of the information about real estate now digitized that it now can be mined through artificial intelligence and new conclusions can be drawn that the human brain has never been able to accomplish before. Well, in this video, I'm going to take all that information information and turn it into clarity for you. Because when things are clear in your mind, you have confidence. When you have confidence, you take productive actions, which ultimately create better economic results for you. And that's what this channel is all about. That's about helping you through the power of real estate, make better decisions so you can make more money and ultimately more freedom. I'm Phil Pustiovsky, by the way, with FreedomMentor.com, full-time real estate investor, mentor and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America, best-selling author. I give away my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, for free. So to gain clarity, I'm going to make this simple distinction for you, and that is separating real estate into its two component parts of a deal. You've got the financing or the funding of the deal where the money comes from, the currency, and then you have the asset itself, the actual real estate. So let's start with financing. Quick history lesson, uh, by and large, the majority of real estate transactions have always been financed by banks and insurance companies and mortgage companies and the like. Um, and then along came this thing called a real estate investment trust. And um, that was where pools of investors could put money in together and, and buy real estate. Now, most real estate investment trusts today still use banks as the, the first mortgage, and then they use the, uh, the funds that come from the, the REIT to, uh, to do the down payment. Um, but when we think about crowdfunding platforms, it's like the next generation of the real estate investment trust. Because now all of a sudden, uh, anyone, even non-accredited investors with a thousand and five thousand dollars, they can choose the actual property that they put their money into. And that's what these platforms do. It's basically a website. You can go in there and you sign up and you, you're able to choose which property you want to you put money into. The returns, I think they vary depending on the property and the, and the platform. Maybe the returns are 6 7 8%, something along those lines. So a lot of times people ask me the question, well, is it a good idea to put money into a crowdfunding platform? All right, well, there is one particular problem you have and anyone would have, and that is you're not a bank. I don't know if you know this or not, but banks have this wonderful tool called 10X. Banks can have $10,000 in deposits, and then they can lend 100000 of that onto a real estate uh, project. We call that fractional banking. So what happens is banks, when you when they have a little bit of money, can turn into a lot even if the interest rate is not that strong, right? If they're going to get 5% or 6%, well, it's really 5 or 6% times 10. You don't get that. When you put money into a crowdfunding platform, let's say it's $10,000 of your hard-earned money, 
you're going to get your 6 or 7%, and that's it. So um, when people ask me, is it a good idea? Well, we first have to look at, well, what is the definition of a good idea? So to me, uh, I want much larger returns than that. And uh, it does require me to be a little bit more active in the process. Furthermore, lending money is always the same. It's difficult. You have to make sure the asset is correct. You have to make sure the people in charge of that asset are correct. And even still, things can go wrong. I'm a hard money lender for my apprentices, and as, as much as I try to avoid the risk uh, by not only knowing the property very well and personally mentoring the person in charge, ultimately things can still go wrong. So when you put money into a crowdfunding platform, you're a lender. You're lending your money for an interest rate, and know that there are plenty of risks and challenges that go with lending money, including if you're in the second position, completely getting wiped out, or that money being tied up a lot longer than you want it to be. Why this uh, plays a role, though, in the overall uh, kind of real estate investing uh, industry is that we now have access to more money than ever before. We've always had access to a lot of money. In fact, I built a tool called the Hard Money Locator, which provides you with the information on just about every hard money lender in the United States and uh, an easily searchable tool. Uh, but as you can see, there, there's a ton of them, and then there's now even more because crowdfunding platforms do pretty much the same thing. Now, their terms are pretty much the same as a hard money lender, so if you as an investor are looking to get money and, and from a crowdfunding platform, just remember it's about the same as a normal hard money lender. That doesn't really change things either way. However, what it does change is that there's more money in the marketplace. And what I have noticed, over many, many years is that in times when there's more money available for real estate, the overall returns from investments, traditional investments, tend to go down. So I'm going to put right here that returns, as more money comes available, returns go down. And because there's so much more available now, that, that certainly is a possibility. Now, another part to this is blockchain technology allows for the tokenization of equity in a property. And this is currently happening. It, very rare instances, but there are some larger properties where the owners, they're actually tokenizing their equity so people can use uh, blockchain technology to be a partial owner, if you will. Very similar in many respects to crowdfunding platform. It's the same thing, though. You are transferring your currency, your money, your value. You're lending that to whomever the owner of the property is and, and for a specified return. And like I've said, those returns are going to be smaller. In fact, this is an important lesson I also want to touch on that you should never forget the rest of your life. Anytime there's an investment that is a neatly wrapped box with a little bow on top, anytime you have one of those investments, the returns are going to be lower. Always. The best investments are always the ones that you create. Whereas this, the investment's already created. You know, you're just the, you're the, as Andrew Carnegie used to say, the first one gets the uh, pearl, the second one gets the empty oyster shell. By the time you're putting your measly 5000 or $10,000 into a crowdfunding platform, well, it's already been wrapped in a bow. And the interest is tiny. All right, now, not only does, does it you know, reduce returns on a more global scale, like I've said, just on an individual basis, the returns are small. I'm not necessarily saying it's all bad. Some of y'all want to be completely passive investors. But if you're watching my videos, I'm hoping you want to be more active than that. And that's what transitions our thoughts to the asset itself. The asset itself, this is where the money is made. I mean, literally, the money is made where, like, the, the tenant pays the landlord or the developer or the rehabber. After they get done, they resell the property. This is where the actual money is made. And furthermore, I'm going to argue that the real money is always made when you're the principal in the deal. 
The principal is the one in charge and in control. They use things like the financing or the tokenization of, of blockchain technology. They use that to their advantage because they're in control. They have 100% control, which not only allows them to make more profits, but also reduce more of their risks. Again, if we go back to comparing that to investing in a crowdfunding platform, you have no control. You're just a lender. But when you're the principal in a deal, when you have control of the deal itself, and then maybe you're using financing uh, as part of the, the overall process of doing the deal, then you put yourself in the driver's seat. And I have always been a big proponent of teaching you all how to be the principal in deals. Now, let's talk about how technology is affecting the assets themselves. First, we have big data. Because of all of the data points that are available right now, and the fact that we have the computer systems to be able to really mine that data and make uh, conclusions and, and, and develop uh, different ideas from that data, what we're seeing right now is a trend where some are able to buy properties, the traditional deals, better than a traditional investor, faster. And that is because they're basically replacing the same thing that a traditional investor has always done, right? And so what I am seeing is the traditional investor is even under more attack than ever before because now they're not just competing against other traditional investors. They're not competing against computers. And there are hedge funds and there are other organizations that are able to search out, find the right deal, boom, buy it, and they have more, uh, more access to capital uh, faster and easier, and they're just blowing these in traditional investors out of the water. An example would be there's a, there's a group out of Israel that uh, right now what they're doing is with the algorithm that they built, they are able to search through all the 200 or more unit apartment uh, structures in the, the United States, and then they're picking the ones that have the best value add play, and that's the ones they're taking down. They have hedge funds to help fund their deals. So traditional investors under attack right now because big data and the ability for artificial intelligence to mine that data and help them decide which deals are the best deals. Boom, they're picking those things off, and uh, it's something that a traditional investor used to use their own brain for, and they're getting beat by it. Now, that doesn't concern me at all. Why? Because I'm a creative investor. You already know that. And a creative investor... We don't focus on the property. Catch this. We focus on the owner. We focus on the person that owns the property and their problems. We target them because the property itself would never show up on any radar screen, any big data mining system as being a potential investment opportunity. No, it's the seller themselves that we're targeting because it's them that we can structure the best deals with. And that not necessarily could be, we could be using uh, funding from a crowdfunding platform or a hard money lender. A lot of times we're, we're using the seller themselves, taking over their existing loan or maybe doing owner financing or combination of the two. I have a great video on that. Um, on uh, how to turn a little into a lot part two that uh, explains a little bit more about exactly how we do that. So with creative investing, we focus on the owners and we are using big data, if you will. We are actually using artificial intelligence. Here's how we're doing it, at least one of the ways. So uh, we have the largest list of motivated sellers, pure motivated sellers, whereby they actually sold the property to one of our apprentices, that sort of thing, uh, in the nation ever uh, in history. We've got it, the best list. And what we do is we're able to take that list and upload it into certain platforms, and that allows us to distribute our message to the similar to or the lookalike audiences of the uh, original pure customer list. And that can't be done in a small fashion. Now, any of you watching this right now, I mean, if you've got 100, 200 people on your list, that's not enough. You literally need tens of 
thousands of motivated seller contact records to be able to activate the artificial intelligence in such a way where it actually is effective enough to be able to distribute your message to the right people at the right time. So that's what we're doing, and we're absolutely loving it. We're able to target motivated sellers more efficiently, more quickly than ever before. We don't have to use traditional uh, advertising mediums. We can go directly to them when we need to go to them. So we're embracing this. And, and furthermore, it's not just finding the best deals. There's another facet to the creativity side that I think many of you all are going to be able to continue uh, to expand upon in the many years to come. An example would be not just how we buy it, but how we manage it, what we do with the property, the use of it. And uh, a perfect example would be vacation rentals. I've got a great video, um, Three Ways to Turn a House into a Cash Flowing Machine. And in that video, I talk about the power of vacation rental or short-term uh, vacation rental investing, where you're taking a property and you basically turn it into a mini hotel because you're able to rent it out for you know uh, one, two, three nights at a time. And you literally can transform its, uh, its productivity. I, uh, I literally sold all of my old school, normal, traditional uh, rentals and went completely to short-term vacation rental investing because the returns were just so much bigger. So creativity also relates to how you monetize that property. And so what we're seeing here is this, as more money is available, either through crowdfunding platforms or if you end up tokenizing uh, a property that you own and control, with the fact that you have more access to capital, the real power play is your skill to find, structure, and manage the best deals. That's where all the money's going to be made. And so what ends up happening is, rather than you trying to catch up to technology, technology is, is the wind at your back just pushing you forward to more and more wealth. And that's coming from creativity. And that'll, there's still so many other examples that I don't have time to explain where the uses of the property are being, uh, being adjusted from what they used to be to one that's a lot more high octane for more results. So that's the asset itself. And that's where these, these two big things play a, an immediate role and, and a long-term role in, uh, number one, wiping out the traditional investor. Number two, catapulting the creative real estate investor. All right, I want to go back to blockchain real quick because there's a couple of other uh, pieces to that puzzle that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, with blockchain, I, I had touched on this before, but they're, they're experimenting with the ability for buyers and sellers to come together, put together offers. It'd be a lot more transparent, a lot more efficient process. That, along with the ability uh, to make more efficiency with the lending process and the closing process with the recording of deeds and title, these kinds of changes sound so exciting to me because they make the entire real estate process more efficient. But there are some people that don't want to hear this. And I'll tell you who they are. Traditional real estate agents. You see, the traditional real estate agent model has been that they control everything as far as the, the, the buying and selling process, and they get 3% to represent uh, the selling uh, party, 3% to represent the buying process. 6%. Well, that 6% commission has already been under fire for years in the form of the flat fee listing uh, industry. We have embraced flat fee listings for a very long time. We were one of the first people to even uh, entertain the idea of using flat fee listings. And it's a huge part of our ability to sell the properties with a lower cost, lower commission um, than, than the normal. But there's even more going at this now. Not only are flat fee listing companies, and there's some bigger ones like such as in the, in the city of Seattle uh, that are really just taking the entire city over. Um, 
But the fact that blockchain technology could systematize and better organize and decentralize the process of actually buying a house, I can see where agents are going to, not they're irrelevant, not that they're not going to still play an important role, but not as big of a role as they have. And I think what that means is there is just an absolute attack on that 6%. I think the, uh, the day's coming when that 6% uh, will, will have been faded in, into the history books. Um, much in the way that uh, Uber and Lyft have pretty much put the taxi business uh, into a small little subsection of travel. If you're a traditional agent, either you embrace technology and you learn how to, how to, how to use it to your advantage, or your 6% that you've been, uh, that you've been making, that's going away in a big way. Now, I am a licensed real estate agent, so uh, look, I understand. But the difference is you either embrace technology or you get swept up by it. So blockchain is exciting from that perspective. And then there's another thing that blockchain does fuel, and that's called cryptocurrency. I know so little about cryptocurrency that I don't even, I almost don't even want to, want to, want to talk about it. Um, because I'm concerned y'all will just discover how little I know about it. <laughs> but uh, I will say this. In real estate, in general, whether it's the U.S. dollar, it's the Mexican peso, typically what people do is they take currency and they convert it to real property. Because real property is real. You can touch it. You can feel it. Real property is pretty much inflation-proof, depending on which kind of property you buy. It's the kind of thing where, you know, they're not making any more land. There's only so much of it. So... Real estate is usually where currency moves into. It usually doesn't move out of there unless it's more short-term and someone needs money what they ultimately want to buy more real estate with. So could cryptocurrency and the use of it to buy real estate make a big impact? It could. I know so little about it. I mean, about all I've seen so far is in South Florida right now, they put out a law that, that restricts the, this, the purchase of a property of more than a million without a whole lot of disclosure. And literally overnight, transactions just came to a grinding halt. And that's because a huge portion of the organized crime, uh, drug cartels, and other dirty criminal money, a lot of it's used to buy South Florida real estate. It always has been. And so what we're seeing now is they're, they're now, those, those same organizations are moving to cryptocurrency to buy real estate. It's a way to be able to mask who's actually behind the purchase. It's a lot more difficult for them to track the process. So Okay, so there could be some of that going on, and maybe you end up wanting to get into the business of flipping to drug cartels. If you do, please be careful. That could be dangerous. And, and cryptocurrency is being used uh, as it relates to uh, you know the, the tokenization, right? And so you can you can buy portions of property through cryptocurrency. So if you have a bunch of it, and and your uh, the value of your Bitcoin has continued to dwindle uh, with each passing day, maybe you do need to move it into some real estate, right? All right, y'all. Well, I hope uh, this has given you some clarity. I hope I haven't confused you. Let me summarize this for you. So what I see happening is as more and more financing comes available, it is going to reduce returns on a more global scale. And then just more in specific to you, if your little investment is all nicely, neatly boxed up with a bow on top, the returns are so much lower, right? Whereas if you are the principal in the deal and you use creativity, both in how you locate the best deals, but also how you structure it for maximum monetization, you're going to put yourself in the best possible position for all of these changes to benefit you, not swallow you up. Whereas the traditional investor, there is absolutely an attack on you right now. That's because they can use, uh, so many of these bigger organizations can use big data and artificial intelligence to mine that data to pick the deals better and faster than you can. 
right? And then furthermore, I see where because of blockchain's technology and its ability to maybe uh, decentralize and, and better systematize the process of buying a house, I see where the, the, the agent model, the 6% stodgy old model of listing a property, I see that barrier coming down in a big way. And it's not just from blockchain. It's also from the flat fee listing industry. It's also just from the fact that we now have such big sites like Zillow and Trulia that have so much information on them. So if you are a traditional investor or a traditional agent, I'd be concerned about this. I'd make some adjustments now. If you want to make this the wind at your back, if you want to not look at all these industry disruptors as a way to ruin your real estate future, but as a way to make your, your real estate investing future blossom, I want you to consider becoming a creative real estate investor. That's what my apprentice program does. We teach people how to become market-leading, first-class, absolutely incredible creative real estate investors so that they can become financially free too.